welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. No Garrett Price today. No GP. Now oh, he got that Darius Geis news. He's like, yo, my feelings are hurt. I can't come. <laughs> oh, Matt, that's a relationship problem. <laughs> so My MCL hurts. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here having this argument with you and Garrett about, like, Darius, Darius Geis and how I sadly, you know, like, guys like him, man, have been hurt in the first couple of years. Their knees, like, those knees aren't going to hold up. They're not going to get better. And you guys are like, well, you, you guys compare him to another player. And then, uh, wait, what happened to Darius Geis the other day? Uh, I think his MCL got uh, a little boo-boo. Ooh, what'd they do with him? What'd they do with him? They put him on IR. Oh, yeah, right back. Yeah, you know, he's on IR. He's done for the year. Welcome back, Darius. Back to the IR. Ugh, that doesn't... I'm t- my whole point with him, again, is just, you know, like situations like that tend not to get better. You know, we lose so many running backs that are talented because of some, you know, injuries like that. It's just it's just a shame. Remember, um, oh, yeah, Marcus Lattimore, right. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean... You know, all the talent in the world, right? You know, and then he hurts his knee, uh, was it, versus Tennessee. Never played again. Guy was going to be like a top 10 pick at running back. Javid Best for the Lions, you know. Right. First game of the year, goes out, 40-point game, hurts his knee, never heard of again. Right, and, and <clears throat> there's obviously those those guys. You know, the Lattimore thing was a freak, disgusting injury. Disgusting. Where his leg was basically bending the wrong way at the knee it was definitely flopping around and, and it was that like was, sesame street this is the letter so, l right so darius geiss's mcl strain very minor very minor in comparison but nothing's minor with him though i mean it just goes to show like todd Gurley. i mean todd Gurley didn't just like jump off a cliff like he just hammer dived jackknifed right not hammer dived the old jackknife to the bottom of the pool. You know, sometimes you jump off a cliff and you can put your arms out and kind of come down just a little bit slower, but you do that jackknife. You're going straight in. Limited splash. Right. Going for that perfect 10 in a dive competition. Ooh. I couldn't do that, could you? Which which part? Jackknife. Okay. Yeah, why not? Yeah, okay. Well, you're talented. Yeah. I mean, um, but so today... Today's episode, obviously, we're going to talk about some injuries here, the kind of the preface for that. We're going to talk about some injuries. There were so many this week, we kind of have to. We kind of have to. And then for the next two shows, we're going to do our immediately after the season buy lows, sell highs. It's not even buy low, sell high, just our buys and sells for the end of the season, kind of wrap that up here. Um, I think on the free episode here, we're going to talk about quarterbacks and running backs. And then in the Nerd Herd episode, we're going to talk about some wide receivers and tight ends. I will say the Nerd Herd episode will be a little bit shorter this week than the free episode. Safe to say? Safe to say with all these injuries getting jammed into the free one. Yep. But before we get into that, let, let us tell you a little bit about our sponsor for this episode. And that's right. We're back again telling you about DynastyOwner.com. Mm-hmm. DynastyOwner.com. That's right. You know, a lot of people might be sitting here saying, Rich, what the Hades is DynastyOwner.com? Well, it's a new way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football. It's where you're the actual GM of an NFL team, and it's salary-related. So you have an NFL salary cap of $110 million, then you pay the NFL salary and their contract. That's how you sign players. So you're literally managing the cap from that aspect. And if you go back to their Dynasty Owner Pod, me and Matt just did a draft, uh, a mock draft, on an awesome mock draft tool. and We had a really good strategy how to dominate that league and safe to say, our team came out very sexy. It's safe to say we were we were going to roll to a championship with that team. Let's just put it that way. Our strategy was bulletproof, was it not? It was great. Yeah. So it, it worked out. Really if you nice. want to check out how to dominate dynastyownerleague.com, just check out that podcast. Listen to Matt and I break it down. We do a mock draft. We tell you why. But to get ready for dynastyowner.com, they're going full launch in 2020. That's right. This past year was a beta test. We filled up their beta users over like I think it was like 2,000 people in a what, 30 days we filled that thing up for them. Um, so they're getting ready to launch full site in 2020. It's a big step forward for these guys, and we're happy to be partnering up with them. Um, but they're going to only limit it to 1,000 leagues in 2020. That's it. And right now, you can kind of sign up on DynastyOwner.com and get on their wait list. Uh, their mock draft tool that, Matt and I, uh, that I was just talking about with Matt and I did, which is beautiful, awesome, looks, looks fun amazing. to use. Yep. That should be live here in the next couple of weeks. Um, there's getting on the bugs kind of like we are. It's way prettier than ours. Um, it is a start, but it will be up here very soon. Make sure you check them out. Make sure you get on that wait list today. 
DynastyOwner.com, changing the way you play Dynasty Fantasy Football. Matt, you mentioned we had a lot of injuries this week. We do. Can you give me these injuries, and we can maybe just do a quick uh, breakdown of them, then we'll talk about some uh, running backs? Sure. Uh, So the first um, and probably the most glaring one is the Mike Evans hammy injury, which they have basically come out and said he's, he's done for the year. So... Um, big big blow to a lot of people's fantasy weeks this this week and obviously going forward. Oh, dude, huge blow. I mean, it's like the 80s and you're in Miami. Oh, that's how much blow. That sucks. Man, um, that's a lot of traffic. It's right a there. lot of blow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, what what is this going to give you to do? Like if there's a waiver wire, you might want to go pick up Justin Watson if he's a wa- waiver wire av- availability. This is a guy that we talked about in the preseason. It was a preseason darling, and we were kind of somewhat excited to see him. And then, like, just kind of like the Jake Kumaru aspect of it just disappeared. He did the, he did the ghost. I mean, there were signs that um, that he was starting to come on and kind of gain the trust of the, of the um, coaches a little bit. He had been he had been at least uh, set a, um, put on special teams in the, in the weeks prior, and then the injury happens, and then it's you know five receptions, fifty nine yards, and a touchdown for Justin Watson, who is a big receiver in his own right, six three, two fifteen, so he can step into that Mike Evans role pretty easily. Yeah, it's something to monitor because this is a guy that could still be a part of the future in their three wide receiver sets. I mean, he's every time he's given the opportunity, he's produced, mm-hmm. you know, at a fantasy relevant level, which is all we really look for, right? right. You know, absolutely. Who's producing enough to be relevant on the Dynasty Radar? Were you, you Burt McGurps? That was you. I was just trying to blame my Yeah. <laughs> was, people can't see. People can't tell. I know. That's why I'm making sure that they know it's you. Why don't you say excuse me? Because uh, I did not burp. I know. Why don't you say excuse me? Well, excuse you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. God bless you, too. Um, so, Justin Watson, monitor. No long-term effect here for Mike Evans. He'll be fine going to the next year. But if he's in your playoff team, well. Yeah. You are screwed. Hey. Dynasty fantasy football, Matt. Even you, when you're losing, you're winning. Except for in the playoffs when you just want to be winning. Hey, but you know what? If you took some advice and you drafted some of these late-round guys like Darius Slayton who's on fire and you have him in, in the back in the lineup, boom. Mike Evans out, Darius Slayton in, then skip a beat. Or maybe you just get Justin Watson off the scrap heap because somebody discarded him because he hasn't been doing anything and all year. Then you might just miss a minor beat. Exactly. Yeah, you know, But not enough to give you a stroke or anything. Just a little, little hiccup. Just a little. little murmur. Yep. Okay. Next. All right, next, uh, moving on. Calvin Ridley is the next one that went down this this week for the entire rest of the year with an abdominal injury. Ooh, remember Calvin and Hobbs? I do. Ooh, Calvin and Hobbled. Indeed. I was wondering where you're going with that. Nailed it, right? Totally. Nailed, top of the head, came pop rim out of that. Totally nailed, nailed it. it. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. So, um, obviously, I think the big beneficiary there is going to be Julio Jones, just just because he's you know the last, last man standing there and kind of the biggest playmaker on their team now. And then there's Russell Gage, who probably see an uptick, who has who had a little something something going on here. And uh, there's an interesting stat here, but we're going to talk about Julio in the next episode when we talk about wide receivers anyways, um, whether he's a buy or sell, and Calvin Ridley in a comparison there. So we'll wait till the next episode to break Abs- that down. Absolutely. And then, um, so moving right along to the next wide receiver, or the next domino to fall in the wide receiver position, Alshon Jeffrey um, had a foot injury, heard a pop, which is never good, and they did, they haven't really come out with uh, specifics on the injury yet, but they did put him on injured reserve. So. Yeah, dude. Anytime you hear something that has to do with the Rice Krispies streets, yeah, snap, you know, snap, crackle, pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not good when it comes to injury related news. So Alshon, who's kind of had like an up and down year, this could be a significant step step. You know, well, back definitely if it's like an Achilles injury. Alshon, I think I think I read the stat where he hasn't played more than twelve games in like the past, in like four out of the five last years or something like that. Like, so he's not trending in the right direction. And for a guy who never necessarily was never a burner to begin with, to be coming up with all these kind of, kind of foot injuries and stuff like that, I think it was a shoulder before that. He's getting up there too. I think twenty nine years old. So. Oh, dude, his his tombstones are already engraved. Now we're just in the polishing. Okay, good. That. So I, it's, I'm with you on that one as when, well. When I update my dynasty ranks here, uh, I just updated them Monday. Yeah. Even going through that, I was like, oh, I got to move some people li- like down. Even after like looking at back, now that it's sure. published, I looked at it. I was like, all right, I got to move some of these guys down. And uh, after that injury, Alshon, I can tell you, is gonna be dropping uh, significantly. Matt, Matt, jackknife. Jackknife, right, uh, down, right down those rankings. Not, 
Go ahead next time. Uh, I'm sure there's more. There's more. Oh, there's plenty more. So Rashad Penny, um, I don't know if you guys watched that game at all, but went down on a non-contact injury, looked bad, immediately grabbed for the knee, and you know the, the MRI confirmed that it was an ACL tear. Well, it really sucks donkey balls because he was just coming on he really and was. looking sound, catching the ball, running the ball, scoring touchdowns. He even, he even looked good on the play where he caught this pass and, and blew out his ACL. He looked really explosive, looked good, and then just fell down like a heap. So. It, it saves you know, some Chris Carson owners probably like, oh, man, this is getting a little worrisome. And now it's like, I'm back, baby. Well, that, that was me. You know, uh, I was going against you in the playoffs in, in one of our leagues. And, and, you know, there was a little bit of uncertainty in the back of my mind going, hey, how is this going to actually play out this week? And then that happened pretty early in the game. And I was like, well, I have Penny in that league as well. I was like, well. You know, Penny was luckily on my taxi squad and not in anywhere near my starting lineup. I wasn't tempted by his explosion, you know, lately. No, nothing shocks me this year because I've had the, the unluckiest. I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk, talk about your unluckiness. Go ahead. <laughs> out of all the, I've been playing fantasy for over 20 years. This is the unluckiest year I've ever had. And the, way, the reason I say that is like I've, I've had unlucky moments forever. Sure. But this is, I'm in 20 leagues. This is league wide. Uh, my, it's, it's, it, I can't even put, I can sit here for an hour and do a show on like all the crazy stuff that has happened. Like, you know, in my high stakes league, um, thank goodness. Like the high scorer gets their money back and you get paid for every high week. I had the most points by a hundred points and I'm in 10 plus, you know, yeah. our 16 year old league. I, I played the highest scoring team every single week. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, um, in minor things, even my play. So my playoff matchup where I have a buy, right. Um, or not, not, not the one I have a buy. I went into it. I was the number one highest scoring team all year. First place, first place, first place all year. I lost this week, right? Last week. Or last week. Yeah. I lost last week because the playoffs, it's a four-man playoff in this one league. Uh, I just lost this last week. It moved me down to number two. And I just so happened to play the second highest scoring team, uh, <laughs> who's, who's three. Sure. And, of course, his running back is Chris Carson, right? who is Rashad Penny, and his receiver is Julio Jones. So B- Both big beneficiaries from these yeah, injuries. Yep. Yeah. It's it, even minor things like that. Like, I still have the better team, but he's projected to beat me. You know, it's just little things like that. Like right. Every, and, then and, you, and then you ran into the buzzsaw. That was me. Yes. Highest oh, highest scoring lost person last week in that entire league. Any league yeah. any league that I had that I played in the playoffs this week, every single one of them, I lost. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them I lost. It's just. Just not your year, man. Ab- I'm, I'm okay. And, and like, speaking of not your year. Auden Tate, MCL injury, he's done for the year as well. Oh, so. just, Matt, <laughs> just wouldn't, couldn't get any worse. You kicked me in both testicles. Yeah, Auden Tate, done. So, I mean, he right was in the guy, Auden Tate, a guy that, you know, has come on, obviously, with, with the A.J. Green injury and kind of shown a little bit here in the second half of the season, unfortunately ends it on this, this bad note. But a guy I like kind of going long-term, you know, into the future, whereas in – when he came out of college, I just thought he was a big, slow wide receiver that couldn't do anything. He's he's one of these guys that looked like he transformed his body, lost he, he trimmed down a little bit, and became a little bit more fluid in the hips, a la you know like a, um, what's his name who's playing for Indy now, uh, Funches, Funches, yeah, um, and, and and just looks like he can operate a, a lot a lot smoother here in the NFL. So he's a guy I I like. Pretty decently going. Definitely forward. have a guy like AJ Green walks. I mean, they're going to lose Tyler Eifert. We mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen with AJ Green here. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow is going to be coming into the Cincinnati, which you know might entice AJ Green to come back. We'll see. Um, right. But even then, you could still see in Zach Taylor since I could still run those three-hour receiver sets and, and a- still give Auden Tate some. Uh, right, and AJ Green's getting up there in age. I mean, it's not like he's a spring chicken. So, I, I is is he? Th- 31 AJ Green I yeah. want to say. Mm-hmm. So um he could be very well he could very well be out the, out not, the door. It's also not like Tyler Boyd lit the world on fire. No. The second I, half of the season. No, he didn't. Solid, but yeah, solid. You know, right. At, at the same time when, you know, Driscoll is your quarterback, we can't blame anybody. But the fact that Alden Tate was even producing You mean Ryan Lindley. Driscoll Lindley, well, Driscoll's over there in Detroit. Right? You know, yeah. Uncle Rico. Ooh, he could, yeah. I, I mean, throw it over them their mountains. You bet he could. Uh-huh. You bet your, you bet your life. Mm-hmm. Him and Gardner both. Uh, we got any more injuries out there? Yeah, a guy that could catch him if you throw him over that them their mountains. Um, DJ Chark is week to week with a foot injury, Ugh. and you know he can go up and get it with his length, six foot four. Oh, dude, big, fast, yeah. mm-hmm. good Love hands, it. great hands, great body control, great body. Period. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's so, everybody wants the NFL. So I mean, you know, there's there's those guys. There's the Paris Hilton, unfortunately, just coming back from the broken hand and breaks his foot. So oh. he, he's on IR. Um, we're you know we're losing him. It, Basically, it, like a, a wiped out year for Paris Hilton. And I'm going to say for somebody who I liked a lot. I mean, I don't like a player that has. And I know they're all weird, different injuries, but I don't like a player that comes in his rookie year. The history shows like guys like that that come mm-hmm. in like that that just get four different injuries their rookie year hardly ever go on to success. It usually just turns into an injury played career of what could have been, should have been. You know, we talked about it. You know, the same with the Darius guys. You know, works at the receiver position too. Guys that come in, they look really. You know, you like their tape, or they even look good early, and then boom, it's like. Oh, it's this and that. And then you start off saying, oh, it's minor. It's this. It's that. They're not correlated. You know, and then you never hear from them. So it can definitely happen. The uh, rookie year is the year you want to do it. I was going to say, I'm not ready to give up on a guy. 100% not to. But now I, I went from being not concerned at all. I'm like, oh, whatever. I still like Paris Campbell's tape. Let's finish the season strong. It's like, oh, now you broke a bone. Like, what are you, brittle bones? <laughs> like, his hand was broke. His foot's broke. Drink some milk. I mean, dude, <laughs> keep your eye on his girlfriend. You might move his heart's the next to get broken. Did I call him Paris Hilton? Did you call him Paris? <laughs> I think I did. You did? Yeah. Because of pa- T.Y. Hilton? I think so. Yeah, uh, that's funny. Uh, Paris Campbell. Oh, he was going on the sex tape. That'd be gross. Very gross. Would uh, it be, though? Would it be Matt? He works out. Okay. I don't know. All right. Go on. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr., done for the year with an ankle injury. Put uh, is that her name, buddy? He might be gone off the lines. We'll see. And then Jameis Winston fractured his thumb on his throwing hand, but it sounds like it's not severe enough that he's going to not be able to play this week. Good, because we're going to talk about Jameis later this episode, so let's right. go ahead and put that in there. And, of course, Josh Jacobs, they just signed Rod Smith, which is not good news for Josh Jacobs. He's been playing with a shoulder, which just shows you what kind of tough son of a bitch that kid is who's running back 12 on a year. That kid is dying Mites. Well, here here's the timeline. He's been playing with it, you know, a broken shoulder basically, basically since week seven and just playing through it. And then all of a sudden, a midweek injury last week happened. So, And then he doesn't play this past week, and now they're signing Rod Smith. All, the, all this adds up to he got injured in practice. And he heard it worse. He heard it worse. He's not going to be able to play. They're just and, better off shutting him down for the year. Right. And, and unfortunately for a lot of fantasy owners, you know, like, the guy in our league who had a buy this past week was able to get away with that one week thing. But now that they're signing Rod Smith, I, I see this as something that might be a little bit more long term. And I wouldn't be surprised if they shut him down you, or at least didn't play him this week. You would you would think a lot of players had the number one pick last year aren't even in the playoffs. But I'm in a spot where I trade up for him and my running backs. I have a first round buy. Right. So again, this is how my season's going. So I'm not overly shocked by it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I had a first round buy. My starting running backs this year, Alvin Kamara and Josh Jacobs. Yeah, you know, in my weakest depth position in that in that team, I'm strong everywhere. Is running back, right? Of course. So I had the highest scoring team in that league. I had first round place. I only lost one game. I went twelve and one, uh, and I'll probably be one and done in that. When I I have full no con- I have uh, four leagues. Right, a first round by. I have zero confidence in any of this. Some of them, dude, lost one game, one team. Love twelve that, and one. Doesn't that feel good? Twelve and one, dude. Yeah, dude what, what, no what, confidence. No. Not even, like, and that's where I'm at at this point in the season. Like, I've been this way for weeks. Like, ever since Daniel Jones fumbled that ball in the last play of the game, I lost by point four points. Like, apathy set in. I have no feelings. Like, it's because you're part of the Daniel Jones, or you're not part of. You're the president of the Daniel <laughs> Daniel Jones fan club. And I'm a client. And he screwed you. Yeah. So to me, it's like uh, I, I mean, I stopped really getting mad about fantasy a long time ago, anyways. But at the same time, it's like I just at this point, I just expect the worst. Right. Like if I went. Like, I have not not won a league I'm in in dude, I can't even tell you. But this might be the year. This might be the year that you go over. Is that yeah. what you're I was complaining about my, I was complaining about it my with my wife. She's like, wait a minute, because we always had this bet. Like if I lose Oh, money, I know the bet, yeah. The year I lose money in fantasy football, I'll cut out some leagues. And the first thing she said, because I was telling, I was complaining about the, the high stakes league, you know? And she's like, Oh, so you lost money, huh? <laughs> we haven't had this conversation in years. Right. And I'm like well, no, not in that league because you get paid like highest, like thank God, like highest points get paid, and I was the highest scorer like like three weeks. So you get paid seventy bucks each week, so it's like I technically made money in that league. She's second, like, what about the rest of the leagues that you're complaining about? I'm like, well, you know, second place and third place get played paid too. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll add up. We'll have to add it up. We'll crunch again, the yeah. numbers, babe. Exactly. We'll crunch the numbers. I got a bunch of these numbers. <laughs> Let's call these fantasy numbers. Uh, Let's just not talk about it. Exactly. Uh, 
So let's talk about some running backs, shall we? Let's do it, sir. So let's talk about a couple of running backs here, Matt, that we are interested in buying, first of all. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the guys I have here uh, on my list is Leonard Fournette. Mm. Now, Leonard Fournette finishes the year, and I'm calling finishing the year weeks 1 through 13 because that's, for the most part, the regular season. That's the most important. So for our conversations today, those are the – that's what we're going to reference. Those are the stat or like the rankings we're going to reference. Yeah. So I'm only, I'm not going to last week and what, what happened last week. I'm just going to go weeks one through 13 because we're looking at the end of the season, which is regular the end of the fantasy season. So okay. we're going to cut that weeks one through 13. And Leonard Fournette finished the year as running back four. And we kind of mentioned this a while ago, Matt, in Dynasty, where I know that Gar- they voided his guaranteed money, but this is a team that's run a run first team. And Leonard Fournette has really excelled in his passing game. And we went over stats a couple of weeks ago for how many balls he's caught so far in the season. It's been amazing and enough to put him in running back four behind Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin cook, Austin Eckler. Then yeah. you have Leonard Fournette. It was six is 65 as of week 13. So, so, and this catches. is, this is Leonard Fournette's second finish as a running back one in 2017. He finished as running back um, 10 overall. So he's been a running back two. A runner back one twice. And I know we talk about hashtag two to three or window when you get there. And I have the, all the running back ones here because I'm going to use it as a sell point when we, get to, when we talk about Derrick Henry. Okay. Just, everybody knows this is coming for me, so there's no teaser here. <laughs> um, but, like, all the running back ones. That's why everyone's here, man. Have been on there. And there's only been over the last five years, There's it's, it's funny because five of this year's running back ones are repeat customers. Which is an odd type of thing. It's a very odd thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest shock, because the next guy we're going to talk about, too, is he he's on there tied for the most with Zeke Elliott for with four finishes out of the last five years. And the only reason Zeke has four finishes is because he's only been playing four, four years. Mm-hmm. So to me, Leonard Fournette is somebody that when we talk about the same conversation we've had, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago, Matt, is Leonard Fournette's one of those elite running backs that can actually be had in fantasy football and more so than dynasty. And it's, and it's weird. Um, he is an odd one in that respect because I think it was the questions coming out, you know, about his injured foot and all that kind of stuff. They may have put this kind of like planted seeds in the back of people's head that, Hey, this is a ticking time bomb. And we've said it out loud. You know, we've, we've vocalized the fact that you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't consider this guy a long-term type of, of prospect. So maybe that's kind of part of the reasoning, I guess, um, why people are so uh, they make him available. I yeah, guess. we haven't helped the narrative, like whatever, like whatever influence we have over any community, we haven't helped that narrative about Leonard Fournette, like oh, worried ankle, ankle. But we've said this year in the foot that you know, give me through the year healthy, and he's done that, and he's done it in a receiving game. You haven't heard a peep about the foot or the ankle or anything regarding that at all. So maybe he's maybe he's past it. And we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look there like next year. I know they got Nick Foles under contract, but we don't know if they're going to, you know, make a trade for a guy or bring a guy in or just ride with Minshew. And it all, no matter what happens here, because obviously they're not, they're not going to be able to pay two quarterbacks $25 million a year. So they're not going to trade for Cam Newton. They're most likely not going to sign Andy Dalton. And if they do, it's going to be a one year team friendly deal, right. give him an opportunity to compete to show what he can do. Um, but to me, no matter what happens, it's going to lead into Leonard Fournette repeating as a running back one next year. Oh yeah, I mean if you if you bring back uh, Foles, you're still going to want to run the heck out of the ball. If if you know Minshew's there, you, he's a young guy he who needs some support from the run game. You're going to want. I mean, it's he's the best offensive weapon they have. That's not named DJ Chark. So I mean, you gotta you gotta feature him, and you got it. And right now. If, w- when anytime you have a chance to get a top five running back, and there's no guarantee Leonard Fournette's going to finish there, but he's going to be in the conversation at least. Definitely, if this reception, if his reception game stays the same, there's no reason to believe no what what rookie comes in here and if again if he can stay healthy, he won't finish as a top six fantasy running back next year. The 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 one question I have about that is who is going to be coaching this team next year. Does anybody know? I don't think it's going to be Doug Marone. It sounds like it's going to be sweeping changes from the top down, basically. But that's the thing, though. Like, Leonard Fournette's bulletproof. Yes and no. Are they going to use him in the... I mean, you would think, hey, he's shown that he can catch passes out of the backfield, but what if whoever the heck coach comes in isn't doesn't want to use him that way? They use scat backs in that form. You know well, what I mean? That's just bad coaching, then. 
There are plenty of bad coaches out there. True. True. I've seen, I'm a Browns fan. I know. Right. So it's, it's, so I guess that's a caveat too, but you can use that as kind of a selling point too, though, or like a buying point for the sell. And this isn't a cheap buy. No, it's and not. I know I preach, we preach hashtag two to three year window, but there's always those, there's always those guys that are in the outlier part of it. You know, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think Leonard Fournette's flirting with that tier. Like to me, this is running back was drafted number four overall, right? He was drafted there for a reason because he has elite talent and he's just kind of fallen past that wayside. I mean, remember he was like the one, one, uh, him and Dalvin cook, right? So it was him and Dalvin cook. And we, we like cook more because mm-hmm. uh, of his past catchability. Cause we were worried about Fournette, but he's kind of put that fear aside and cook today is still higher than Fournette. So we kind of got that one, right? But it was one, two and Fournette because of his injuries and not, you know, and obviously in 2018 he wasn't running back one, but in 2017, he was running back one. He has that talent and ability to be that elite running back. And it just goes back to what I was saying when I started this is, you know, those guys, if you want those guys, you're paying an arm and a leg. And I think with Leonard Fournette, you just got to pay the leg. So you're saying you're going to have to pay a lot, but it's not going to be quite as much as some of those other guys. And you may be getting similar production. Like what about, let me ask you this though, before you, before you cut me off, what about the, Hey, I don't want to really touch guys after they get paid. Cause he's, he's in year three. Now he's only got, he's got the one year left. And then the option year, are you good with just having that kind of window with this guy? So this is a championship caliber trade, sure. right? Because you never trade for a big time running back unless you're going for the ship. Like that's a that's one of the last you know when the you last add those pieces, yeah. yeah when you you know when you add a big receiver, you add a big when you make a move like this, this is a championship caliber move. So my aspect here is if like say the way I, the way the, let me put it in like a framework of why you would make this trade. What kind of team is making this trade? It's the kind of team that missed the playoffs this year that came in like sixth place. It just missed the playoffs. Kind of made them have that Rich Dotson kind of year. Like a lot of things just didn't work out in their favor. And one of their big things maybe is like, you know, they went to it this year thinking they had Devontae Freeman. That was some upside there. Uh, they had, you know, maybe Darius Geis. They had some running backs that just did not work out for them. And everything else is kind of set there. But they still missed the playoffs. And they're sitting there at either pick five, pick six, right? And to me... I think if you pick six, and this is, might seem to a lot of people are listening, this might be seem like a whoa, I'd rather have much, much other pick six, but if I could trade one six and or like one five and get Leonard Fournette and go for that ship, that's that's the scenario I'm talking so about. So he's your steady Eddie. He's, he's my steady Eddie. He's your fifteen to twenty. You know you're gonna he's gonna be in your lineup every week. He's you don't gotta worry about it. Yeah. Right. Which but he's a the big thing here, Matt, is he's highly likely to be top six finish running back mm-hmm. and almost barring health. He's guaranteed to almost be a running back one right? if he's healthy. Right. So to me, instead of sitting there taking the fourth best ru- rookie running back that we don't know what's going to happen to, uh, we don't know how he's going to produce over a guaranteed guy where the window may be shorter, may mm-hmm. not be. We don't know. You know what I mean? Cause it could be like Mark Ingram and it just carries on. We don't know. I am making that move, and then worst case scenario, like I ride him this year when he finishes, say he finishes running back four again, or even say he drops a little bit because they say DeAndre Swift uh, breaks in the top six, and some of these guys like Barkley rebound, and maybe Kamara gets a boost up too. We don't know, but he finished around there. You could still then recoup that value and get it back. Like you could, he's the kind of talent where if he does, if he does that, you can you kind of you could just flip him back for a high twenty twenty one first. If you wanted to. Sure, sure, sure. And if not, like, again, you're still getting that risky running back. I like Leonard Fournette as a buy for the ch- that kind of team, that championship caliber team. Even if it, the team, it, it might be harder to do with, like, pick seven or eight, or if you're a first round, you lost in the first round because of injuries, you know, running back injury, and you don't have that kind of guy. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not sure you're getting him for that late of a pick. You're probably not, but... You might have something. I'm sure there's something you can work out. You'd have you know to I mean? sweeten the deal. Yeah. But maybe not much. Maybe in like a first and third might get it done. And maybe you wait then just as you get closer to the draft. Like this is six I'm probably just making now if I can. But maybe I don't. Maybe this is like a – maybe Leonard Fournette's just a draft day kind of trade. Like you want to let the hype build here for sure. Because then 
it's easy to say, yeah, no way I'm training pick seven or eight for Leonard Fournette right now. He's a top four running back. But, you know, after the draft comes and there's six really good options at running back, and we're sitting here, we've just done 50 hours of podcasts on these rookies breaking them down. Maybe then, you know, people are like, oh, man, I'm so enticed. I mean, man, I like I Leonard Fournette, yeah. but, I mean, dude, Chuba Hubbard available to me at seven on Tampa Bay? Oh, my goodness gracious. I, all right, I'll give you Leonard Fournette. Right. You know, just, yeah. so, There's definitely scenarios where it can be done. I mean, These by, picks are only going to gain value. Right. By then, we'll, we'll have figured out who the coaching staff there is and everything as well, so there might be a little bit more clarity there. And I think he's one of these guys that we're going to we talk about here. Like it's good, Out of all the guys we're definitely talking about here, um, maybe in this whole entire process from quarterbacks, wide receiver, and tight ends, will definitely be the most expensive and definitely be the hardest to get. But I think me personally going this offseason – I think that juice is worth the squeeze. I'm really happy. I'm beyond happy from what I've seen from Leonard Fournette this year. Yeah, me too. He's back. Um, another buy in this list. You got another buy in this list? Uh, what about the aforementioned Mark Ingram? Oh, yeah, we were just talking about him. So Mark Ingram right now, weeks 1 through 13, finishes the year as 12, 11, 10, running back 9. Running back 9. Good. Now, time. the interesting thing here about Mark Ingram is there's a couple things why I like Mark Ingram as a buy. Again, because you don't have to give, I don't think, a 2021st for Mark Ingram. I don't, not for a 29-year-old running back. No, no he, and he could be had. And here's the thing with Mark Ingram. One is he's going to be on the Ravens next year. And we clearly see this is a fantastic fit. Mark Ingram is guaranteed $4 million next year. Or I'm sorry, he's not guaranteed $4 million. He's guaranteed $3.166 million, guaranteed. His salary, $4 million. So he's going to be on the Ravens next year. 100 percent yeah there's no sense in cutting him if you care if you have to guarantee most of that that money anyway. yeah the ravens outs in 2021 which is when they'll probably get out and then they'll draft a running back but there's no bones about it mark ingram will be on that team in 2021 in 2020 as a starter running back producing and he fits it, it's a great fit i mean going from a guy going from you know new orleans where he was split in time and, and whatnot and he was still a useful running back then to go into this offense where he's not necessarily splitting time or splitting carries with Alvin Kamara. He's kind of splitting carries with, with the quarterback at this point, but it's working and, and he's still getting a huge volume. He's getting, you know, he's getting what he needs, he's getting 15 to 20 carries. So per game. And, and that's, and that's exactly what Mark Ingram needs to be, you know, a successful. Runner. Yeah. So if you don't want to pay that for net price and you just want to kind of go down with the ship and pay that price instead, and don't worry about future flipping or even a possible long-term, but I mean, this is what we were talking about, like Mark Ingram and Leonard Fournette. If like Fournette could turn into this, like that Frank Gore kind of guy, that outlier guy that lasts longer, because Mark Ingram is the only running back on this list. Again, besides Zeke Elliott, has finished as a running back four out of the last five years. Now, a running granted, back one, four a one. running back one, four out of these last five years, and that's weeks one through thirteen. Now, some of these guys don't even have an opportunity because they haven't been in the league that long. But that says something about Mark Ingram, where most guys don't even get on this list more than once. As, as he started slow, you know, his career started off slowly, but once it got rolling, he really did get rolling. So Mark Ingram was not a running back one last year in 2018, but in 2017, he was running back uh, four. In 2016, he was running back 10. And in 2015, he was running back three overall. And here he is this year, finishes running back Nine. That was, so, that was when I was winning all my championships with him and Devontae Freeman. Big, oh, yeah. Well, the, the year that uh, Devontae Freeman in 2015 was running back one overall and Mark Ingram was running back three overall. So that's a good, that's a good way to get to the ship. Um, yep. So to me, Mark Ingram is just one of those guys that if you need a running back, everything we just talked about for Nat and that scenario, this is the buy for cheap. Because... Mm -hmm. If you have a high second that you may have acquired, you can get it for Ingram. And to me, that second's going to be really nice. It will be. But if you, this is your piece that you're away to win the ship, take it. Go for it. I mean, what if Ingram takes a little down step? He's a high-end running back, too. That's championship caliber running back. It, it really is. Um, I hesitate a little bit to make a move on a guy that's 29, going to be 30 um, in, in like a couple weeks here. At that, at this point in the off season, I would almost rather wait until after the draft. Yeah, 
and 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 plug my give them my 2021 second. You know what I mean? Yeah. And see, better move. see if you can see if you can get them for that after the draft. Yeah, you really shouldn't be trading your trading your 2020 second for it. No. But this is, but maybe you can give like a player up that you're not like. Maybe this is a player kind of trade. And I think that would still get done. I think I think that could get it done. You know I what I mean? Because by then the guy's he's solidly into his thirty, his year thirty season, and and you could sell that. Be like, dude, he's gonna be thirty one before the season is over. Yes, he fits this offense, but how much gas does he have left in the tank? I will give you my twenty twenty one second. At the beginning of next, at the beginning of the twenty twenty uh-huh. season, and I think you, I think you get. And then you that. also make that same point why. We're saying buy him. You're like, hey man, like his contract is guaranteed this year, but they're out as in 21 and 21. Right. So Ingram's not going to be on the Ravens in 2021. I'm willing to go down with the ship, and I'll give you a second. To, you know, you should get, you should cash out now and get something before it's before the time's up. Yeah, obviously, your team's not as good as mine. Right, that's my statement. Like your team is garbage. It's one big poop sandwich. I can smell it from here. <laughs> Bread looks gross too, and that's a key to a good sandwich. Um, so I like Mark Ingram as a buy too. Uh, another guy on the list here is Karrion Johnson. Now, carry-ons, you know, he's underwhelmed Poor for the most part this year. Uh, due to injury, team's been kind of weird, but, you know, everybody's talking about influx of running back, young running back. I still love carry-ons tape. I still like carry-on this year, what he's done in the Lions offense when he's had some opportunity there. And I'm going back to the fact that this is a running back they traded up for in the second round uh, that even in the beginning of the year, they kind of started him as a, a tandem running back. Mm-hmm. Really early, and then he got a little bit more carries and got banged up. So for me, this is a guy I think that's gonna kind of like maybe we're like premature on it, where we all predicted Karrion Johnson to running back one this year, and that was our consensus, which we were way off on. We might just be in, we've been a year early on guys before. This might be one of those instances where we're a year early, and um, the guy he returned to practice last week. So there's, I mean, I don't know why the Detroit Lions would have the urgency to play him at the end of the year, but they, it sounds like, I mean, it's at, He's least, coming back. It's at least a possibility. <laughs> they activate him. Yeah, that we, that we might see him week, week, week 16 and week 17. So um, For me, I like it because I just want to see a strong finish from him right. as a guy. And, and that's exactly what I'm looking for right now uh, as well. So, I mean, I would love to buy Carry On. What are you paying for him? I just bought him. What you, would you pay for him? Uh, I gave up Devin Singletary. A twenty twenty second and a twenty twenty late third. So Devin Singletary was likely a second round pick in this past draft. I got him. A di- I got him a different trade. Okay. So I didn't even take him in a second. I got him in a trade for something else. So but was, you you have to admit that he was around second. A second yeah, yeah. A second grade. A second so two round, se- Yeah, two, two seconds, seconds and, a and a third for carry on. Okay. So it's a. I mean, I thought it was fair because I'm in my in his eyes he's dumping off a running back that he feels is disappointed. Um, that might live up the expectations. He's probably also a little bigger on Devin Singletary. Right. Um, I like Devin Singletary too. I just think he's, he might be one of those nice fancy football backs, but anytime I can get out from under a five foot eight running back um, for a guy that I could believe could be a running back one, I'm going to take that opportunity because I never think Devin Singletary would be a running back one. Just my own personal theory. You also wouldn't think Devontae Freeman would ever be one. And he's I five foot eight as well. I no. Just saying. They're very similar in size. That's why I say it. No, and, uh, I get, and Devin Singletary has looked fantastic. He's really fast. It's just... Again, I like Karrion Johnson. I understand. I'm all no. in, and it's just this is me saying yes. I'm still a believer, and that's what I paid because this guy, his name was his team name was Carry On. You know, like, right? Whatever that was, it Carry On my way. No, whatever it is, whatever it is, the hell, it was some fancy team name. Gotcha. Into Carry On, but any anyway, I, I I totally get the move. I like the move because what you're what you're giving up in a, in a guy Devin Singletary is is you know he's shown a little bit this year. But there's just a little bit of higher ceiling I see with carry on. And I'm sure that's uh, that's the exact reason why you went out and, you know, you gave a, a running back and then you paid the second round premium and a third round premium. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm someone interested in get back here before the season ends too with Marvin Jones going on IR. I like to see him. I think the biggest disappointment with carry on is just the way he wasn't, you know, utilized in the passing game. And I think that's something that they really have to untap there in Detroit to really make him take that next step, that poor man peaks Le'Veon Bell uh, performance it's level. it's very odd how they're trying to use him they're almost they're almost like going straight to the new england model where it's like hey we're gonna have this thumper back and we're gonna have a pass catching back and i don't understand when you got a guy that can do both why you don't just use them and that's and that's what i'm gambling on so yeah. to me it's gambling but like if this gamble pays out off i gotta run him back one right you know like just like we saw leonard Fournette in his third year 
take that big step forward in the passing game. I'm hoping the same thing kind of happens with carry on in his third year that, you know, the third year breakout runs works for everybody. I mean, sometimes these running backs are a little bit slower. You usually know what you got to have, but I, again, I've seen on tape carry on, you know, his patience behind the line, um, his pass catching ability, be able to find the lane and get there with his, you know, he's those big long strides. So I like what I've seen in carry on. I just don't like the opportunity he's had. And with no uncertainty about Marvin Jones and, you know, what they're going to do at receiver, with TJ Hawkinson taking a step forward, even on the line, maybe this could all benefit Kerryon Johnson. So to me, he's still a buy. And it looked, and I, I could tell a lot of leagues, people put Kerryon Johnson on the trading block. And when I saw he was available, I tried to make moves in every single league. At no point was I ever going to give up my 2021st. Uh, unless it was a late 21st, straight up, I would. It was late. But like this pick was like 1-4. And he kept, he's like, give me one four and I'll give you carry on. I was like, no, dude, I love carry on, but I would just rather have one four. Like, I feel like I'm going to uh, a running back of equal value to carry on Absolutely. who's younger. And, and you definitely could. Yeah, yeah. Who's younger with a higher upside. I was like, because at the same time, carry on, like, I see all the negatives too. Like, I can see an easy point to all the negatives, you know. Of I don't know about younger though, because carry on is only 22. 22. Yeah, yeah. He does, and he just turned 20, like, in June, end of June. In yeah. June. So, no, and, and I agree. So I think age, uh, opportunity, hof- hopefully opportunity, draft capital, same thing here. I mean, they trade up in the second round to get this guy. I think next year is going to – I think we're a year early is what it boils down to. Um, obviously, we would like to see these running backs produced right away for the high upside ceiling. But next year is a breaker, make or break year it, for carrying it, it, it really is. So either he will be something or he'll literally be out of – he'll be nobody. And if you can get if you can get him for the kind of price that you just paid, I'm I'm totally fine with that. It's a gamble, but yeah. again, when you play dynasty fantasy football, these these are the gambles you have to make. And mm-hmm. listen, sometimes you're going to whiff on them, and you're going to come away with, oh, I gave up two four and a late third and Devin, and Devin's like a viable running back too, and I got literally nothing in return. Yeah, you're going to do that, but at the same time, you're going to make those moves. And they're going to pan out, and you're going to have a running back one, and it look like you got you got the better end of the deal. You know what I mean? It, it works both both ways, but if you're not making moves, you're staying still and staying stagnant. It's a way to get passed up in your league, and I ain't all about that. So, like, if I ever have an opportunity to get a player I believe in, I'm gonna make that move, and that's on Johnson. You got another running back before getting some cells? Um, no. Good. <laughs> Sorry, that was what everyone. About, that, what was about this one, real yeah. quick? I just want to run this by you. We won't spend a lot of time on it. Melvin Gordon. Oh yeah. Um, t- tough call. Tough guy to gauge because because I bet he could be had. Like if you, I was gonna say it you, all depends on the price with, with if, for me. You don't wait until free agency. No, like, no, you you have to go and prey on the uncertainty of where he's gonna be. Yeah, so you have to go to pre free agency for sure if you're making a move on him. But you also have to let the draft build up a little bit, and you could probably get Melvin Gordon for like a super late first. <sighs> Yeah, no, I think you could, and, and he does everything really well, man. And he he produces. He's twenty six years old. It's not like he's over the hill. But he catches the ball. He can. That's ball. what I mean. I mean by by everything. That's what I meant. Sorry, I should elaborate there. He catches the ball really well. The Chargers' he, offensive line's been bad. He has a propensity to score touchdowns. You know, he's pretty good at that as well. So it's it's not like one of those guys that just catches passes but can't find. He can't sniff the end zone. I'm just. Melvin Gordon has finished as a running back one three out of the five last five years, 2018, 2017, and 2016. I think this goes back to so it, it. It would have to be the right situation for me. With the, with the, do you remember the knee problems he had? Uh-huh. I know we haven't heard him or sniffed him in years, right? Yeah, but for a for a guy that's 26, he'll be 27 in April. Um, I'm just not in love with the idea of giving up too much for him. So, what about like a late? And I agree with that too. Like I'm not. I'm not. And when I say late first, I'm talking like 10, 11, 12. Right, and, and and that's what I meant. Like it has to be the right situation where you're definitely going over the top for a, for a championship. That we, the same kind of situation we spoke about earlier. Because Melvin Gordon's, Melvin Gordon's gonna get paid. Yeah. He might not get paid. What do you think he's gonna get paid? But he's gonna get paid. Like right. he's gonna be top ten running back money. He's gonna go to a situation, and maybe a lot. The guaranteed's not there. But no matter what going to next year, Melvin Gordon to start the season healthy is going to be the man on whatever team he goes to. And we don't know what that team is yet now, 
But and it could be one of those situations where like, uh, you know, like, oh, uh, Miami. It could very well be Miami. You know what I mean? Right. Or it could be a situation where like he ends up in Tampa Bay and you're like, okay, now all of a sudden that pick 11, 12 looks fantastic. Yeah. You know, absolutely. so to me, it's just intriguing to see if you can get Melvin Gordon, if you need that running back team. Because again, if I have Melvin Gordon on a good team, I'd much rather have him than the last pick of the draft. No matter how deep the draft is, you know what I mean, right? No, because I mean, no, like you said, no matter how deep the draft is, it, the end of the first round can be a little bit of a crapshoot. Sometimes you're shooting, you're shooting a little bit high. You know what I mean? You're 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 going for a lot of upside there at the end of the first round, whereas in the second round, sometimes you get a little bit a little bit safer. Um, and, and that's when sometimes you can you can you can hit big, but you can also swing and miss pretty big. Yeah, let's talk about some cells here. Now, obviously, I already said sell Darius Geis, I think it was as soon as last week, right? So hopefully you took that advice because you listened to me over these two guys, uh, Matt and Garrett, who also give out you know great advice as well. But obviously that window is probably closed. Now he has an MCL string. I would say the closing window, yeah, the window. But if I can still, sell is if, I can, if I can find somebody that thinks they're getting over on me by getting a high second for him, I'd be all over it. That's, right. Right. That's so the, if you had them and, and somebody offered you a high second, you'd be like, yep, yep, sign me up. So I'm trying to find somebody like that still love, like a Garrett, right? Still love Geis. Mm-hmm. Think he's great. Uh, see that it's just an MCL sprain, nothing major. He'll be back next year. He'll be the starter. And then, you know, they think I'm overreacting by, oh, he's hurt again. Uh, and they're taking my second. They're like, oh, I'll give you a second. I'm like, oh, he's worth a first. Mm-hmm. And they're going over on me. Again, it just comes back to what I said last week is a young running back who has had multiple. This is his third knee injury now in two years in the NFL. Third. Yeah, it's getting to be a lot, man. He's missed. How many games has he even played, Matt? Like five? One, two, three, four, five this year. Okay. Yeah, so that was it. And you're talking about a guy that has very limited action, three knee injuries in two years. I don't care how insignificant the MCL strain is. He's on IR. That was a, It was a non-contact as well, right? Was it? I, I, I want to say that's what I heard. I didn't actually see the injury. I got really drunk for the Browns game, so it's kind of hard for me to remember all this. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, to me, it's just obviously he's, he's much harder to sell than he was last week. But I'm totally okay with taking a very high second for guys. And if not, I can't get that. I'm going to ride out until he's healthy. And then kind of like what I said about like Henry for a while, like who soon as he's that good game sell, as soon as he's healthy, I'm selling. Because mm-hmm. there's a good chance even now that the Redskins might say, hey, man, we can't count on this guy. We need to draft a running back. And his value might even de- deplete even more. It it's very well possible. And Bryce Love's coming back there as well. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Another running back on the list. Obviously, here it is. Here's the guy, Derrick Henry. Oh, speak to it. Now, Derrick Henry's looked amazing this year. Mm-hmm. He's been fantastic. He's a big reason why Ryan Tannehill's playing well, because that running game is so strong. It's opened up things for A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown looks fantastic. This is a guy who's on pace for over 1,000 yards receiving as a rookie. This is great. I mean, A.J. Brown, I moved him up a ton. You guys would be so proud of me. I moved him up a ton in my dynasty. I games. am proud of you right now. And I'm very... I'm. Very intrigued with AJ Brown, like very intrigued. Like he's, you guys were right, and I, I just well, there's nothing special, but he's just he's it's getting it done. Like he got it done in college, and I just didn't know if that would translate to the NFL. But mm-hmm. same thing, even when I see him play, like ooh, the routes are nice and they're pretty, but it's like nothing. Like oh, it doesn't knock my socks off, but he's really good. Right. So to me, Derrick Henry falls in the line of he's having a really good year this year, but where does the future hold? Because. Right now, there's Derrick Henry mania. Everybody that was a truther is coming out and saying, oh, in your face for all you people talking all this smack about Derrick Henry. Well, the truth is, he's only had one good year out of three, right? And your counter-argument could be like, okay, well, what if he's that Mark Ingram effect where he took he took, he took take a while to get going, and then he's just really good for a while. I just still don't see that with Derrick Henry. I mean, his his ability isn't like Mark, Mark Ingram can catch the ball pretty well, you know? Derrick Henry's ability is just being big and fast. And the way he runs, he's, like, set up for injury. And, again, we go back over these running back ones over the last five years, you don't see a lot of repeaters. I mean, you have Kamara, um, who's been a running back one the last three. Mark Ingram, four to five. Zeke Elliott, four straight. Fournette, two years. And then Christian McCaffrey, the last three. So Henry's on this list, but let's look at some of the running back ones last year. Gurley, Barkley, 
McCaffrey, Kamara, James Conner, Zeke Elliott, Melvin Gordon, James White, Kareem Hunt, Tariq Cohen, Philip Lindsay, Duke Johnson. Those were running back ones last year, right? Mm-hmm. Great years, fantastic. Half these guys, you wouldn't even give a 2021st for, right? Oh, definitely not. Yeah. 2017, right? Running back one, Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt, LaShawn McCoy, Christian McCaffrey, Carlos Hyde, Leonard Fournette, Zeke Elliott, Lamar Miller. 2016, David Johnson, Zeke Elliott, Melvin Gordon, DeMarco Murray, Le'Veon Bell, LaShawn McCoy, Devontae Freeman, LeGarrette Blunt, Matt Forte, Mark Ingram, Latavius Murray, Jordan Howard. So so what, I guess what's the point? What are, what the are you point saying? is like the running backs, you know, the elite of the elite stay to the top. And to me, what you see a lot of these guys that are repeat guys, Christian McCaffrey's, Zeke Elliott's, Alvin Kamara's. Those are the guys who've been the last three, right? right? Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon, Mark Ingram. What do they all have in common? They're in the elite tier of running backs. Of They run the ball well. And they catch it. And they catch the ball well. Mm-hmm. Which offsets Derrick Henry. We don't see the the running backs that you, you've seen peeking in here. They're all pass catcher running backs. These guys are kind of like sneaking in as their their the run your running backs exclusively, exclusively. Right. And then you look at guys that are like, um, you know, you got the Jordan Howards who they always get in there. These guys are just strictly runners. Get into that running back one category. And the point of selling Derrick Henry right now is he's a really good running back, and I see Derrick Henry actually being a really good running back next year as well but people are, right now are going to classify derrick henry as a, like a top probably 25 startup player right right around there and that's the kind of return i'm just trying to get back can, like, can i can i just boil this down to what i think you said basically in a nutshell yeah it sounds like the guys that stay in the top you know five to ten to, to twelve the top so the, the running back one situations the most consistently are the guys that run the ball and catch the ball and the other guys that ping pong in and out are guys that either run the ball or and, catch the ball or catch the ball. And they're very definitive of what they do. Right. So those are the guys that are kind of in more flux, whereas and obviously the other guys have built in insulation because they do both. Correct. And so they stay there a lot more stably and, and a lot easier. So the, I think the point you can look here for like future terms is anytime you get a guy who finishes a running back one and he's only one of those tiers. Right. Sell immediately. Okay. Right? I mean no, no like, that's a great indicator and and so who's and it's and it's it's one of those things where I've never boiled it down that clearly. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I I I have I have all this information running in my head, and I I know a guy when when I see him when I'm like, nah, I don't really want him. But it's it's nice to articulate it in a way that's that simple. Like, hey, do if if they run and catch the ball, they're insulated. You should you know if they're if they're in running back one, you know. The, that tier for two or three years in a row, you can you can expect to see that going forward. Whereas if they just catch the ball or if they just run the ball, I would expect them to be bouncing back down between running back two and running back one numbers, kind of depending on the year that they have. And you're going to get about half the guys. And so this list is going to change next year for sure. Right. We're going to have some rookies in there. Uh, Barkley's going to bounce back. But, I mean, just look at the list, list this year, Matt. Christian McCaffrey, one. Dalvin Cook, two. Austin Eckler, three. So he's clearly that... That outlier here, right? Sure. Austin Eckler uh, at three. Yep. Leonard Fournette, Derrick Henry, to me, the outlier, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, 50-50 there. Right, he 50-50 does both. 50-50 there. Right. He does both. Then you get Zeke Elliott, Nick Chubb, Chris Carson. Out to me then says screams, sell, right? Chris Carson, sell. Yeah. Just kind of does the one. Just because if I'm going at the history here, right? Because he's a running back one now. Odds of him finishing as that running back one again, to me, are extremely low although i feel like he's had an uptick in his in his pass catching this year as well he has but i think Rash- i think we i think that rashad Payne just hurt his acl just in time to be back next year he's gonna be pushing it to be there at the beginning of the year it's interesting pete but, carroll will say that he'll be back at the beginning of the year because he's yeah. super optimistic about everything but but you mean again if i'm looking at if if we're looking at this list and it finishes kamar and jacobs right mm-hmm. if i had to tell you out of all those guys i just said who has to be out because we're gonna have to get Barkley back in there. Right. Right. We're going to have to get uh, one of these rookie running backs is going to get in there for sure. Definitely. It wouldn't surprise me, Matt, if two of them do. And and the guys that I would think, hey, these guys are immediately going to be out of there. It's it's like you said, it's Austin Eckler. I could see Derrick Henry getting bumped down. I don't know all the way out, but 
down. I could see an Aaron Jones slipping. I don't know, though, man. Maybe not. And then Chris Carson. And then Chris Carson. And maybe Mark Ingram dropping a little bit. Possibly. Possibly, Possibly. yep. But to me here, too, again, so we look at this, right? When a a running back of his stature, what he's worth. Again, it's just about what you can get back in return. You could probably get a really high 2021st for Derrick Henry. Most likely. No, I would think so. So to me, this is Derrick Henry's best performance by a thousand miles right and because he's so limited at what he does he still finished a year at his running back five his running back five right right absolutely and do we think he's gonna like just have an even better year next year possibly but odds are but, no but yeah but how how could he exactly he's gonna get the same he's not gonna get more than 26 carries a game you know what I mean? He doesn't catch the ball consistently anyway. I so, know they're going to bring in a pass catcher running back. Right. And, you know, with how good this class is, that pass running back, catcher running back could just take even more snaps away from him. So to me, this is anytime you get a running back that's not in that insulated tier, like you mentioned, you have to sell. And this is peak. Derrick Henry to me will never be worth more than he is right now. Never. And you have to capitalize on a running back that is not insulated like Derrick Henry, because this list is going to change, and the one person that's going to change on this is going to be Derrick Henry, because he's he has nowhere to go. He can't go up. He's not going up. He has right. nowhere to go but down. And even some of these guys on this list that are going to pass him most likely, Zeke Elliott's, maybe maybe not, maybe maybe Kamara's already peaked, right? But Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Swift's, Saquon Barkley's, guys are just even playing. They, sure, not playing now, but even guys that are playing now, you know, Melvin Gordon in the right situation is going to pass. You know what I mean? So to me, it's just peak value. That's why I'm saying sell again. And this time I'm actually saying sell as a believer. Okay. Like he's still going to be a good running back next year, but look for some regression. That's all. And all right. Um, what do you think of um, Todd Gurley? That's, he was a guy that I mentioned to you pre-show and it was, it was based solely on the fact that, Hey, this late this late part of the season he's actually been getting a fair amount of carries like the one the one game where he had only only six carries was when they went against the ravens and it was just a game flow type of thing so but but in the the last you know week 11 he got 25 carries week 13 he got 19 and then the 23 carries this past week so they're starting to do kind of what we thought they were going to do at the we beginning. called it we we called it they they were going to ease him in kind of like Save, save him, the save him for the end of the year and and for the playoffs. So I w- I personally would use this this like late season surge in carries and and some actual fantasy relevant fantasy production and kind of use that as a selling tool for Todd Gurley and and be like, hey, you know, oh, he, he, the need must have just needed rest. Blah 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 blah. This is what you know you can ex- you know you're not going to get the thirty five or the you know thirty points or whatever he averaged last year. But, you know, you can see that he's going to average between 18 and 20 points and, and get out from under Instead of looking at weeks 1 through 13 finish, you can look at the weeks 1 through 17 overall finish. Tiger is going to probably get a large bump in those rankings and use that as your selling point. But at, at this point, um, with how, is it, how, how it's been for, let's say, 12 months now with that knee, mm-hmm. it like you said, how, how bad he looks, it's almost just take what you can almost get for him. He looked glue factory earlier in the season, so I'm not sure he was like wasn't the knee was banged up. Wasn't banged up a little bit, but because he looks better these past couple of weeks. I guess he could. Yeah, I guess you got to be cautious there because he could come back next year. Just maybe there's something wrong with the knee. It took a full year to health be healthy, and he comes back next year and he's running back one. I mean, but I'm okay with that. If if you get out from underneath the guy and you get something in return, I'm okay with that instead of going down with the but ship. But what return are you taking? I mean. Are you okay with a high second for Gurley, or would you just rather see if next year comes along and he? No, I wouldn't do it for a second. I would hold on to him for that. So just a first. It would have to be a first. But it you would, would take any first. Yeah, probably, probably. I would take any twenty first for Gurley, and I think I'm with you too. It's either an up and coming player that I like a lot, yeah, or it's a twenty twenty first for Gurley. And uh, otherwise, I'm just riding them out and hoping for the best. And Maybe he comes back next year and I can sell him next year to a contender and see any kind of like glimpse next year. Um, one last guy, Matt, before we get out of here, um, Marlon Mack. Right. To me, this is a guy who we talked about earlier in the year 
as a sell. I mean, he's running back 22-1 a year. He's only played 10 games, but this is the biggest problem with Marlon Mack. He's only played 10 games. We talked about this in the beginning of the year. He's going to be hurt this year. We said it before the season started, Marlon Mack is going to produce at different levels, but he's going to be hurt. The two things we talked about have happened. It's it's He's going to miss some games, and he's not going to catch passes, 12 passes all year. I mean, so this is a guy that, sure, he's a nice guy to have if he's your running back three. If he if you're depending on him week in and week out, I think you're going to have problems. And and you know his 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 yo yo of a season. I mean, here here are his point totals per week: um, twenty five, eight, sixteen, four, seventeen. You know, eight, sixteen, eight, nine, sixteen. Two weeks off because of the injury, and then nine. So I don't know if that's the kind of roller coaster you like to ride, but I in. At the at the amusement park, I love it. Up down, up down. That's great. But in my fantasy lineup, no. I want I want a nice smooth track like like uh, Marty McFly, so I can get up to eighty eight miles an hour. Word to your mother. This ain't Cedar Point. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm with you 100. percent Marlon Mack was a strong sell, and, and even now, like, what are you gonna get from Marlon Mack? If I can take a 2022nd, I am taking a 2022nd from Marlon Mack. Sign me up because sign me up 2022nd right now. Boom. I don't even think there's. I think there's a better chance Marlon Mack is not even a starter next year in Indianapolis that then that he's I think let me put it this way I bet there's a better chance he's not even a role player on the Colts uh, what what role does he have if yeah. you if you get a three down back he doesn't have a role yeah then the the the, the change of pace guy is going to be Naheem Hines most likely right so he doesn't, he doesn't have a role if you get a guy get out while the getting it's good yeah um dude it's an hour so let's carry these quarterbacks over to the next show. Yep, absolutely. So we'll jam them th- all in. There's those injuries. We'll do. We don't have much quarterbacks. We don't have many tight ends and receivers. We don't. Eh. We have a couple comments about some things here, but we'll roll those all into the nerd herd episode. Uh, if you want to hear about the quarterbacks that we think are good buys, good sells, or the wide receivers or these tight ends, you know, um, and why we think you should sell Travis Kelsey, something like those lines. All you gotta do is join the nerd herd, man. It's a cup of coffee a month. And if you're ever gonna join, like if you're if you've been listening for a while and you're like, dude, I ain't paying for no fantasy website, or I pay for this website, why do I pay for this website? It's pretty simple, man. This is a time where you would invest in your dynasty team. This is you where know? you separate yourself, man. It really the, is. The end season, like if you're just holding off, like, okay. I cool. get it. Totally you know? get it. Great great. Hey, you saved twelve bucks for those four months. You know, <laughs> four months. You missed out on some really good shows, some really good opportunity to buy some good players here on the nerd episodes i think we had did a pretty good job this year um but for three bucks a month man this is where you this is where you do your homework this is where separates the the depth the teams that you you look at and you're like how do you build that team right and it's just research and it's and it's not just sitting there saying oh the dynasty nerds are the best and we're the best out there our hit rate speaks for itself it's very high like on rookies, it's it's right. probably the best thing we do in the dynasty community is break down rookie tape. It's probably the number one thing we do, and the number one successful thing we've done probably is what's built the site to where it is today. Um, but you use our information, then you use other information that you can get, and you come to your own conclusion on what player that you want. And what we have to offer in the nerd herd for three dollars a month is it's not only our rankings, our rookie drafts. We're gonna have. Our mock draft tool here soon, which you'll be able to use and do some 2020 rookie mock drafts. Um, but the biggest thing we're going to offer right now is our Dynasty Rookie Film Room. So if you're looking to watch tape on any number of players, um, our film room is designed on that player. Whatever game you pick, it's going to show you every play that they were involved on. Not their highlight tapes, not YouTube highlights. It's going to show you every single play. And that's important because you want to see how they block. What do they do? The, the plays that they're not getting the ball, are literally just as important as the plays they are getting the ball. That's what translates to the NFL level. Absolutely. You know, yep. can you pass protect? Can you block? Can you run routes? How do you run the ball? How do you see the holes? It's going to show you. These our rookie film shows you every play that they were on, so you can watch a entire game in five to seven minutes. And when we say, "Hey, you know, this guy makes beautiful sideline catches," you'll be able to go reference those sideline catches. You'll be able to go in the film room, pull up this guy's tape, and and go, "Hey." DJ Shark is amazing around the boundary. He's you know he's got so much length and he's still able to control his feet around around the the end zone line or around the the boundary line. So and this is one of the opportunities. This is the first time in six years that we we're going to be breaking down a tape for you. It will be able to reference which game we're talking about that you can literally go click on the nerd and be like oh what did they see there they were talking about like during that game 
and go look exactly what we're talking about. And a lot of times that helps. That helps me a lot too. When I like, when I compare my notes to professional scouts notes mm-hmm. and they say something I missed and I go back and watch the film, right? I'm like, oh yeah, I missed that. You know, cause I'm not a professional NFL scout, you know? So when sometimes I get notes from different people that I trust and then after I watch the tape, I miss something. I'll go back and look at the tape and then I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't see that. And then it just opens a whole new part of their game for me that I catch that same mistake now in other games as well. And it it catches me watching more tape. It's kind of like the Miles Sanders effect where I loved his tape so much I watched every game I could. Right. There's some players we have on there that we have six games you can watch their film. So ranking all these tools are going to set you up best for your rookie draft. And when you play Dynasty Fantasy Football, there you know the way your league should be set up. There's two ways to make your team significantly better. And that's the only way to do it. It's either by a trade or through your rookie draft. And if you want the stud player, the best way to do it is draft it. If you followed our advice last year, you're going to get guys like Darius Slate and Preston Williams on your team super late. They're going to produce. Mm-hmm. So let's find out who we have this year. Um, the Nerd Herd is the way to do it. It's a price of a cup of coffee a month. If you want to even pay less than that a month, you just you buy the year package. It's 30 bucks, I think. So it's less than $3 a month. I mean, you waste, again, that's four extra hours of rookie breakdowns you're going to get per week or per month per month coming up here. And that's all we're going to be doing and not including these buy sells. So join the nerd herd today. If you would also be so kind of you ever have some time and you want to hop on iTunes, leave us a rating review. It's a good way to keep our podcast at the top of the dynasty podcast or any fancy football podcast and make sure to check out dynastynerds.com every single day. And of course, last but not, that, but not least, Matt, we haven't talked about this in a while, the Facebook group. Oh yeah, we have not. Where are we at now? 6,500 members. I was going to say, I know we're over 6,000. Yeah, so we have 6,500 members in our Facebook group. Um, Again, to me, this is the best forum in the game today. Yeah, So great. I know Facebook sucks. It's not awesome. Not really that cool. But this is... I don't do anything on Facebook but accept invitations to parties. Yeah, I know. I know that. I know that about you. You don't (laughs) post. You don't do anything. You just... That's how you find about parties. Um, And then the Facebook group page on there... You have 6,500 dynasty enthusiasts, and trust me, we monitor that thing like crazy. There's no redraft questions in there. If they do, they get deleted. There's no spam. There's no advertisement. It's just a form. You get on there, you ask a question, and you get like 50, 60 people responding. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It depends on You put polls up there, so you can get tons of action there as well. It's just another outlet to get more information. And that's the key, I think, in dynasty. It's why I love Twitter so much. It's just... The more information you have in Dynasty, the better you're off. It's the reason you're listening to this podcast. It's the reason you go to websites. It's just you should always make your own opinion, but the more information you can get, it's going to help round that opinion. It's going to put you in position to make the best decision. Absolutely. And that's going to put you in a position to have the best Dynasty team, and then that's going to put you in the best position to win off three to four ships and become a legend and Legends. get grooved, engraved in your tem- tombstone. Right? That's what we want, right? That's exactly what I want. Well, Nerd Herd, we'll be talking to you here in a minute. Adios.